0: Today's sermon is entitled Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The word is Thanksgiving. I want to separate it today. I want to talk about what Thanksgiving means. We usually run the word together, we say Thanksgiving. But I want to say, Thanks-giving. Today's text sits in a context of giving, that in 2 Corinthians 9, Paul is encouraging the believers to continue with their giving, that there is a need in Jerusalem that um, people need to address that the believers he's reaching out to believers to address. And wherever there is givings, so we're talking about in this context of giving, wherever there's giving there should be thanks. So watch this now, you're going to see this a little differently. Paul writes to teach us the real meaning of thanksgiving. And The concept is thanksgiving occurs because there has been giving that has taken place. That thanksgiving happens because giving has been going on. That thanks occurs because giving has been happening. I'm repeating it so you understand it. That thanks puffs up. Thanks occurs because Giving has been happening. So there was a need in Jerusalem. He was asking the saints to contribute to make sure the needs were met in the body of Christ. But what's interesting to note in this text is that while most focus on the giving, listen, they most they miss the connection to the thanks. So the thanks occurs because giving has been happening. The explanation is in the term itself, thanksgiving that we often sit at the table also and we just, we're just we just thankful, right? We're thankful. And we don't address the giving. And what I wanna try and intimate to you today that there can't be any real thanks if there hasn't been any giving. Let me say that again. So there can't really be a lot of thanks If there isn't, if there hasn't been a lot of giving. So when we sit down at the table this Thursday, we will eat, Lord willing, or we'll share and we'll say all the things we're thankful for. But who goes around the table and lists what they have given this year? That there ought to be a litany or a list before you thank, before you thank, you should list the gifts. Before you give God thanks, what has been given? What shelter did you give to? What neighbor did you help? What cause did you support? What ministry did you pray for? What sacrifice did you make for the benefit of someone else? What have you given monetarily? Or what old clothes have you given? Old shoes have you given? What service have you given for free, pro bono, to someone who is in need? What I'm saying is there cannot be real thanks if there hasn't been real giving Ah, stay with me similarly is not the term watch this so let me show you how the term thanksgiving is not the term blessing rooted in the sense of someone being blessed right So if you bless the Lord, oh, I bless the Lord. But the term is blessing. When you bless somebody, it means you've done something good for somebody and you thereby bless the Lord. Oh, so if you give something to someone, you give something away, you give thanks to God. So the blessing means someone to be blessed means someone got their needs met. And somewhere in the process, someone thanked God for it. So when I say I'm blessed, when I say I'm blessed, I'm saying my needs are getting met. Well, where are your needs getting met from? From someone who made a sacrifice to give from someone that God used to be a blessing to me. And so in turn, when I get blessed, what do I do? I bless the Lord. I thank God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I don't forget his benefits, the things that he's done for me. So when I give thanks, I must attribute the thanks to giving. So that's why we have the term thanksgiving. It only becomes a blessing when someone blesses God for it. It only becomes thanksgiving when someone thanks God for a gift. Are you getting it? The blessing only becomes a blessing when someone blesses God for the blessing. And so the gift only becomes thanksgiving when someone gives thanks to God. We often focus on the gift, what we got, what we received, and we forget that it's connected to the thanks. Now, I want to show you today that it's not just the thanks that's given on our part as the recipient. There's a few plays in this scenario. Listen, the aspect of giving and receiving go hand in hand. Listen, the aspect of giving and receiving go hand in hand with thanksgiving and blessing. So just like giving and receiving occurs, thanks and giving occurs. Or thanksgiving and blessing go hand in hand. Now this is why, let me show you this. This is why to give grudgingly is not well accepted by God. Watch this now. This is good. This is why to give grudgingly is not well accepted because if you didn't want to do it, there will be no blessing that comes from it. If you have an attitude, if you're doing it out of obligation or responsibility, God knows that that attitude is not going to be thankful. So God doesn't say give uh, grudgingly. He wants you to give cheerfully. So the text says also God loves the cheerful giver because they will be thankful. They will be happy for others and know that their gift has been well spent. So you've heard the text before. We've quoted it before. Don't give grudgingly, but God loves a cheerful giver. And I don't think God wants, loves a cheerful giver just because of the smile on your face or the money or the amount that you give. He gives. He likes a cheerful giver because the cheerful giver is more inclined to speak well of God. The the cheerful giver is more inclined to give thanks for what God did for them and not only for them, but for the people they gave to. Listen to what I'm saying. You have to understand that this this thanksgiving, uh, this giving aspect must be done with a jovial spirit because it is out of this kind of condition or personality uh, that we give thanks to God. I mean, you can't come to church uh, with an attitude and expect to have good praise and worship. It's just not going to happen. You, you, you must allow yourself to be open to the spirit of God, to change your attitude, to give you a cheerful spirit so that thanks can come from the giving in your thanksgiving. So let me explain how this process works. Let's, let's, let's look at this a little closer. Let's just read the text. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 12. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your Righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. You see that last part? It is producing thanksgiving to God. Verse 12 says, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing through many thanksgiving thanksgivings to God are you tracking there you understand so we've got this whole concept of God who gives us this resource so that we can give and out of this giving comes this concept of an abundance of thanks and what I want to try and demonstrate today is that you can't just I don't want us this season to focus on giving thanks without connecting the thanks with the giving. So when we say Thanksgiving and we flip it and say giving thanks, the thanks occurs because of the giving. So the giving occurs before the thanks and you thank God because of the gifts given or the gifts received. So let's look at number one. Let's look at our point number one. Number one, God gives to sowers. God gives to sowers. Look at verse 10 again. Now he who supplies seed to the sower. There it is. God gives to sowers. He who supplies seed To the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So the Bible says he gives seed and bread for food he realizes sowing takes time. So if he gives you seed, he knows that you're not going to get food from seed right away. He knows that seeds take time to grow and he knows that you need to eat now. So God not only gives you seed to sow, in other words, He not only gives you a task or a skill or an ability in which you can sow your life into something that will produce finances or increase over time. He also says, I know you have the skills to work, but I know you need to eat now. And he says, I'm going to give you bread to eat now. So we understand that God gives to the sower. He gives to people who give. That's all that means. You sow, right? You're a sower. God gives to people who sow. So I don't want you to miss this. Thanksgiving is a part of a process where God gives to the sower, which listen, you don't stop at receiving. God doesn't, the text doesn't say he gives to receivers. The text says he gives to sowers. He gives to people who have been practicing giving. And it is from that giving that you practice thanks giving. Ah, you missed it. You missed it. It is from that blessing of God giving you what you need to give to others that you turn around and thank God for what he did for you. And you thank God for what you were able to do for someone else. Are you tracking? So God gives the seed. And so that's why the family business is critical. It's critical in understanding what is your gift set up? What is your seed? How do you sow? I'm not asking you to go out every day and just give money away. I'm saying that by the work you do every day, that's sowing seed. By using your talents, using your gifts, listening to someone on the phone, being an encourager, uh, a a strength to someone else, giving somebody a ride, doing something extra, building a home with Habitat for Humanity, joining a a, a YMCA to help young people. You're sowing seed. God gives seed to the sower, y'all so that the sower has something to give. Now look at the text. The text said, he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply, and watch this, he will multiply your seed for sowing. So while he feeds you bread, in other words, he says, I'm gonna feed you now so you can keep sowing. Oh man, this is, this is ridiculous. He says, not only will I feed you bread so you can eat now, he says, now listen, he's saying, I'm giving you bread for food so that you can eat it. And watch this, if you have some left over, or if you want to share with a neighbor or someone in need, you can give some immediate bread to someone on the side of the corner. So God gives you seed to sow in your everyday life that you don't see the return from. How many of you know you work two weeks, then you get paid. You don't work and then get paid on the same day in most cases. Most cases you sow your seed, you do your 40 hours, you do your 80 hours, however many hours you do. You sow the seed, then you get a return. God says, while you're waiting for your seed to come up, I'll give you bread in the meantime to eat. He says, then I will multiply your seed. If you look at verse 10, it says, I will multiply your seed for sowing. In other words, I'll give you more seed every day, each year. I'll keep giving you seed so you can keep sowing and do what? Increase the harvest of your righteousness. So my harvest increases as God gives to the sower He multiplies my seed so I can sow into others. He says, I multiply your seed for sowing so that you can sow into some good ground and the increase of the harvest blesses your righteousness. So I become more righteous when I sow my seed that God has multiplied. Are you tracking with me? listen, I want you to understand this. So he gives the increase to the seed sown. He multiplies the seed you've sown to increase your harvest of righteousness. And so obedience to this process produces righteousness in us. So the more I obey just my life in giving it away, in sharing what God has given to me, that I create this process, this cycle of reciprocity, God then creates the possibility by generating wealth because when it is shared, it abounds to his being thanked. Watch this now. So when God is providing for the sower, when he's giving to the sower and the sower is giving to others, then he is creating wealth, Monica. He is creating wealth within a systemic process to where everybody should be getting what they need. And he does that. Listen to me, you guys. God doesn't just bless you so that you can have. Listen to me. He blesses you so that you can turn around and say thank you. God loves praise. God loves to be blessed. God wants people sitting around the table saying thank you and hallelujah. In other words, he has spent the whole year meeting your needs and giving you what you need so you can meet the needs of others so you can sit down at the table And list the level of giving of your household so that the household can give God thanks for what He has done for not just your life, but the people your life has touched as well. I'm going to have a great Thanksgiving because I've been giving all year long. I give financially, I give emotionally. I give sacrificially. I give not only to this ministry, but to other ministries. I give to people. I give hours, hours upon hours doing God's work with no pay. I do things without seeing an immediate provision, but I know God has my back. So I celebrate Thanksgiving. Why? Why? not just because I'm thankful for what God has done for me. I celebrate Thanksgiving because of what God has allowed me to give to other people. And I'm trying to make this broader than just money. I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about how you give your life to others and to life so that people can be blessed. So God would want, listen, if God loves praise, if God, listen, if Thanks comes out of needs being met. If God loves being thanked, then what is God going to do? Then God is going to keep meeting needs. God is going to keep giving people what they need. God is going to keep giving seed to the sower to sow. Why? So he can keep being thanked so he can keep being praised and blessed. So God wants you to be, oh, there it is. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to have an abundance so you can be a giver to someone else. God bless me so I can bless others so we can bless you. God bless me so we can bless others so we can bless you. So check this out. God wants people's needs met. And if needs are met by financial remuneration, then somebody on earth has got to have money, right? Somebody's got to have an extra house. Somebody's got to have an extra car. Somebody's got to have extra clothes. Somebody's got to be a designer. Somebody's got to be a lawyer who can do pro bono. Somebody's got to be a doctor who can help in time of need. Somebody's got to be blessed so they can meet. Them. I'm telling you, you are. Oh, God, you are not where you are in life because you are afraid to step out and to allow the sower to sow into your life. God has given seed to you as the sower so that you can sow your seed into the earth and God will bless whatever you put your hands to as long as it's in his will and he will prosper it so that Guess what? He can get the thanks. Are you tracking with me? So he supplies the earth with plenty. The world is wealthy because of God. Are you trying? All I'm trying to get you. Listen, let me tell you this. Listen, all I'm trying to get you to see is that the world is wealthy. There is enough money to go around to meet every need that everybody needs. We talk about giving up, we we talk about what is it, Elon Musk, talking about him giving up some of his shares. I think 5% of his shares was like billions of dollars, 60 billions billions of dollars or something to, to, to end hunger or to help to end hunger. That there are some on the wealthiest level who are billionaires who have the ability to give money to help end some of the poverty situations. That wealth is not just given for the wealthy, but that the wealthy should be able to see a way to be a blessing to other people. So as we learn over time, the world has the riches. There's diamonds in Africa. There's gold in different fields. The world is filled with wealth. We're, we're We're not starving for resources or material gain. It's here. What is not happening is we are not respecting the process of God sowing into us. Even as Christians we won't take what God has given us and go sow it into something profitable. We won't go start the business. We won't go line up with a company. We won't go give our gifts to somebody else. We won't go sow and do our skills as a project manager or whatever. We won't drive a car for other people. We won't be a nurse in a hospital because we rather sit at home what you are saying to God is that I just want to receive what you've given me and God says no I won't receive your thanks if you don't sow what I've given to you are you tracking So when the rich withhold the blessing to others, they withhold the abundant thanksgiving that could be given to God by those in need, those who made it possible and for those who are glad to see others' needs met. So when the bottlenecks, when it stops up, when you don't pay it forward, you stop. Stop God from getting his praise. God, this is what I'm saying. So you're not only in trouble with the people you're not helping, you're in trouble with God because he's not getting his praise. So the more I give, the more I do, the more I sow is the more opportunities I create for God to get the glory. Listen, if I give somebody food, they're going to say thank you. And they may not just thank God me, they may thank God for meeting their needs. So every time we give to somebody, we make and create the opportunity for God to be thanked. So God creates this humongous pool of wealth for those who are willing to be mediums of it. So ultimately people can benefit from expressing their thanks to him and he can enjoy their praise and admiration. And I'm saying to you out there, let me look you right in the eye. I'm saying, to you out there. There is a humongous pool of wealth out there and it is waiting on you to step in the pool to exercise your gifts and say, God, use me for your glory to be a blessing to other people. Use my voice, use my talent, use my music, use my mind, use my ingenuity, use my drawing, use my artistry, use my sensitivity, use my compassion to be a blessing to other. I'm Stepping in the pool. God dog it! Come on, somebody. I'm stepping in the pool of wealth. Listen, God has not called us to poverty. Why? Because the earth is not poverty poor. The earth is rich and it is full of blessings when we understand how God can use us in this reciprocal process of meeting the needs of others because the outcome of God's giving is praise to the master. Are you tracking? So God blesses us. We bless others and he gets blessed for all of it. Let me go to point two. Let's move on PC. As I said, verse 11 Giving causes thanksgiving. Giving causes thanksgiving. I'm trying to get you to see that the cause, the cause of thanks, the cause of giving thanks is giving. The cause, listen, the cause of giving thanks is giving. You look at verse 11. It says you will be enriched in everything for all liberality God says you will be enriched in everything for all liberality What does that liberality mean it means so you can give it away to other people which watch this now here it is here's the text here's here it is underline this underscored which through us is what producing thanksgiving to god king james service king james version says it causes thanksgiving to god so here's what i want you to understand the text says that the abundance of supplies made available to sowers so let's go back to point 1 point 1 god gives seed to sowers right So he gives seed to sowers so that in verse 11, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality to give away. He says, which through us is producing. In other words, which through us, the sowers, in other words, through the sowers, it produces thanksgiving. God gets thanks when what he has blessed us with flows. Look at the text through us. When God blesses you and it flows through you, it produces thanks to God. I'll say it again. So God blesses you. He enriches you in all things. It flows through you in liberality. And through your giving, it causes thanksgiving to God. I got to talk about Who gives thanks in the next point. We'll talk about that in a second. The text says, here's what I want. Oh, let me tell you this. Wait a minute. So in everything, come on, hear me. The text said in everything, you will be enriched. In all things. And in the Greek, it says in all things, it comes first. It doesn't say you will be enriched in everything. The text says in everything, you will be. In other words, emphasis on in everything. Uh, have you seen Kiki Palmer on the uh, uh holidays commercial in her little suit? It's the holidays. I forget which store. I think it's Target. It, it's the holidays. Uh, all a days. In other words, in all things. In other words, they're saying it, all things are going to be on sale. Everything is, you know. So, but God says in everything, even Romans 28 says it's same c- construction. In all things, God is at work for the good of those who love the Lord and call called according to his purpose. He says, in all things, you will be enriched. So what does that mean? In all things and in all ways, all your needs and provisions will be met. I'm talking. This is the Bible, you guys. I'm talking to you, believers, and I want somebody to stare your needs down this week. I want you to stare your needs down and say, God will provide. But remember, 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 it only works when you give liberally. When God blesses you with a little, give a little to somebody else. I like that. When God blesses you with a little, he gives a little, you give a little to somebody else because you want to keep the process going. Now the text says, The text says, watch this, I love this, that's why I like to study. Because the text says, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality. In other words, what he's saying is, sowers are made rich. The text is in the passive. The word being enriched is passive. It means that you are made rich, meaning It is acted upon you. It is not that you make yourself rich. I'm about to jump, Cousin (laughs) Kevin. I'm about to jump out this jacket. The text is saying God makes you rich. He commands the blessing on your life in all things if you're willing to be liberal. Your financial structure will change if your disposition of giving changes. If you, and I'm talking about money. Stop focusing on money. I'm talking about if your life is lived. My moniker on my YouTube page is a life poured out. And I prayed last night in my worship time. I said, no, this morning, I said, Lord, pour some more out. And sometimes I'm so exhausted. I'm tired. I want I want to quit, I want to, but this morning I said, Pull some more out. Is there any cat? I feel Jesus somewhere. Whoa, hold on, Jesus, hallelujah! I said, Is there any more you can squeeze out of me, God? Is there any more that you can? Is there any way I can be a blessing to more people in more ways? Because I understand that it is in the sowing that I am made rich. I'm a wealthy man because of my level of giving and because of the level of thanks and praise that comes out of my giving. So to create, watch this now, the text says, right, give me time for a minute, little Ben. Verse 11 says, you will be enriched in everything for all I was supposed to teach. I feel I'm preachy already. I wasn't supposed to sweat, I didn't put on my tie because I was probably be casual today. I was just gonna teach, but I feel it never works, Joy, right? It never works. To create a sink, listen, listen, this was done to create a singleness of liberality. Watch this now. I want you to understand the text. It says, you will be enriched in everything for all liberality. In other words, what the reason for it? I'm creating singleness of liberality. In other words, the text is saying, the text is saying, I will bless you with everything you need so you can focus on the singleness of being liberal, liberal to others. In other words, he says to, I have, listen my goal in putting wealth in the earth to create this process of reciprocity creates this real uh, real time uh, scenario of creating a single mind of liberality. In other words, if God keeps giving me more in the back door. I keep shoveling it out the front door. The text says in the Greek, when it, the term for liberality, it means, listen, watch this. He says, I'm doing this for you to create a one track mind to give out what has been poured into you. The text says, listen, God makes you rich. In other words, so you don't have to focus on getting rich he says i'll make you rich so you can be single-minded and focused on giving it away oh we got it backwards we spend years we spend hours focusing. i gotta make this money i gotta make this money i gotta make this money what you should be focusing on who I'm going to give it to if I make this money. Who I'm going to give it to if I make this money. How I'm going to bless somebody if I make this money. If you create this God dog and I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. If you create a mindset. If you create paths. If you start businesses. If you start careers. Thinking of ways of how you can give your best for the kingdom of God. He will promote you. He will bless you. He will pay you. He will give you vacations. He will give you resources and material needs to meet the needs of others if you create this single-mindedness and the simplicity of giving and that's what I like about the text the text says you can be single-minded he says he wants you to focus in other words giving is simple that's what he says I don't want you convoluting your giving with who gets this and why and and what's the percentage of this and that I don't all this argument about whether it's a tenth or not is the tithe the tenth uh is it Eighth, oh, I give a oh, bragging. Some people brag. I give 20%. I give, God don't care. Giving is simple. If you're going to give a 100, give a 100. If you're going to give 10,000, give 10,000. Well, let me have a special line for people who are going to come up. And I understand how sometimes they do that. I be, but the point is you don't give so you can be recognized. Oh, I'm only going to give 10,000 because they're going to wait. I'm going to wait to give it when they do the line next time. Give to 10,000 and ain't nobody looking. God, drop it in the envelope plate and nobody even knows it. Give to the mission. Send it anonymously. Or, well, you know, if you want the tax write-off, if you don't need the tax write-off, you can send it anonymously. In other words, do stuff and you don't have to. In other words, giving is simple. It don't. T- it ain't hard. Why is it complicated for me to bless you? Don't make it complicated for me to bless you. A blessing is just you just giving it to me. P- oh, never mind. Giving is a genuine openness of heart, and that's how I live. I live with my heart open, not for gain or notoriety, but out of virtue, not self-seeking in any way. And if this be true, then the prerequisite of our wealth is our understanding that wealth is given to sowers, to be given away to those in need. And we are made rich to be generous. We are made rich to be generous. We are made rich to be generous. The world is wealthy out there, and God wants to bless us. Why? So we can feed the hungry, so we can end poverty, so we can end homelessness. Why not bless the believers, the saints of God, to be a blessing to the people in the world? So such a mentality now, as we get to the last part of the text, such a mentality is what causes thanksgiving to God. So our giving causes thanksgiving. It evokes a thankful response. When I live my life preaching, when I live my life giving my heart away, when I live my life pouring my life out. Thanksgiving is going up somewhere. Oh, the stream is off. Ah, people are gone. Oh, service is over. But somewhere today, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, somebody's gonna say, oh, thank you, Lord, for today. Uh Uh-oh, God got praise because of a sermon I preached three hours ago. I'm telling, guess what that means? That means God is gonna give most seed to the sower. If I keep sowing, there may just be one who gives, Thanks. It may do do you remember oh God, I'm trying to get you to see this. Do you remember the ten let me, let me show you that let me tell these people? Listen, the ten people, the ten lepers. The ten lepers, remember? Jesus healed them as they went on their way. They went on their way, but only one turned around to what? To give Thanks. And Jesus said this Jesus said, Where are the other nine? In other words, I gave the gift to 10 of y'all, but only one of you came back to do what? Say thanks. And Jesus said, Because you came back to say thanks, your blessing is expanded. So my point is, if there be, listen, I bless, I don't know how many 15 might be online, but only one. Comes around to say thank you. If it's just one of you who sends an email, if it's one who says, my niece will send a text and she'll say, uh, with with what's his name, another one, uh, uh, what's DJ Khaled. She sends a text. She say another one, Uncle PC, and just say if it's one who says. Thank you for what I have given away. Uh, people talk about all the time uh, 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 you, you ain't this for the money. Boy, please, you, can, you can't you can afford the gift that I have. There is I don't do this for money. There is no dollar amount you can put on the precision and the preciseness of what God puts in my life. I'm not here for the money. I'm doing it because God gave me something to give to you and I'm telling you some of y'all need to turn around and say thank you to God. I'm not talking about just to me. I'm I'm saying, give God the thanks and give God the praise for what He gave you. He's given you an answer to prayer through this ministry, and so God gets the glory for this process. It produces, it stirs up thanksgiving. In other words, the term for thanksgiving there in the text in verse 11 is Eucharist, where we get the Eucharist, the, the concept of giving thanks and, and the, uh, uh, the the breaking of the bread and, and the drink at the Eucharist. It is blessings toward God. So that's what we do. We and the same the, the the primary part of that Eucharist eulogy. It's the concept of giving thanks to God, blessing God. A eulogy is just coming somewhere and saying good things about a life that was well lived. And so when God blesses you, give him thanks. Don't come to church. I can't sing. What well, in God ain't done nothing for you. Every time you can't find a thank you or a praise in your life, then you're saying God hasn't done anything for you, nor has God any done anything through you. Uh-oh, I got you right there. All of us are sitting there waiting for a handout, but we fail to turn and hand out. Uh, That's all right. You missed it. The blessings flow through us. It goes in as money and it comes out as thanksgiving. It comes in our life as seed and as food, but it comes out of our lives as thanksgiving. In essence, Paul was saying through us, our generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And that's the end of verse 11. It says through us. It produces thanksgiving to God. So generosity produces thanksgiving. Generosity is given through something. It goes through to someone or something. So this time when you sit down at Thanksgiving dinner, dinner, what has gone through you? That's all I'm asking you. What went through you in order for you to say thank you? What went through you if you're going to sit and say thank you? Because you can't say thank you if you didn't put nothing through you. I got to go to number three. Here it is. This is my final one let me lock it up lock it up pc lock it up come on big ben tell me bring it on in all right verse number 12 says listen here is the first one was god gives to the sower and the second one was that giving causes thanks but giving thanks three ways. Uh Uh-oh, giving thanks three ways, because some of us are only thankful from one dimension, but there are three dimensions to being thankful. I'm going to set you up right here. (laughs) Verse number 12 says, for the ministry of this service is not fully supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing through many thanksgiving to God. Uh Uh-oh, I've just introduced new players into the game. I want you to understand that thanksgiving is not just about the thanks that comes off of your lips, but that when you're not even thinking about it, somebody's giving thanks to God because of something that went through you. I'm telling you that you're getting paid a blessing from God while somebody else is giving thanks to God. Oh, come on. Little Ben knows this. It's called residual pay. In other words, when the TV show is on, but I'm eating, I'm at the ballpark playing basketball, I'm getting paid because my TV show is on. When my record is playing, when my song is being listened to or streamed in a whole nother country, I'm driving around going in and out with Joy to get A burger, but I'm getting paid because somebody's listening to my music. I'm telling you, God is meeting your needs. He's planning and structuring the meeting of your needs when the people you've been a blessing to are sending thanks up to God. Thanks comes in three ways. The administration, I want you to look at verse 12. It says, For the ministry of this service, in other words, giving is a ministry. Service is a- And the term is an administration. It is an administration of giving. Oh, I love my wife because she's a great administrator. Part of her gift and in the Bible, her gift, one of her spiritual gifts is the gift of administration. And so she knows how to administer things. God says your giving needs administration. And so because giving is a service that needs administration, that's why we have ministry. Ah, So the text says this ministry, Paul was making note in 2 Corinthians 9 to try and work with the Macedonians, with the people and saying, I'll process, I'll administer the giving. In other words, I'm coming to collect it. I'll send Titus or whomever to collect the gifts because we have created an administrative giving to make sure the service gets the money to where it gets. So sometimes when you don't know who to give it, well, PC, I want to give my money. But I don't know, you know, people be on the corner. They don't They don't always be right. That's right. That's true. So give your money to a credible ministry. Give your money to a credible nonprofit organization. Give your money to some or, or volunteer your time. If you don't have money, give it to an administration who can oversee your funds and get it to them. Why? Because even when you can't preach, you can't give, you can't feed you can donate the finances and guess what when they give thanks to God for clothes on their back you get the blessing because you sold into the ministration oh I like I don't know his name I forgot his name already but if you know it type it on the line I saw last night I saw last night this interview about the rapper who created a grocery store in the middle school. He packed up. He calls it the closet. Oh God, I feel it. He's a rapper. He had silver in his teeth and everything. He was on there. He was talking about you know God has blessed him. I forgot his, uh, DJ uh, uh, rapper. I forgot his name. If you remember, nearby. But he get, he created. Listen, watch this now, cause am it's a blow your mind. He created a closet where families can come to the grocery store and get. food. Food that they need and the store has clothes it has jeans and tennis shoes and the interviewer said he said why you put jeans and and Air Jordans in there he said because these are things that I wanted as a kid and I couldn't get them and he said so I'm going to give it away cat dog it this is a great example he don't even know I'm preaching about him now I don't know whether he's a Christian or not I don't know nothing about him but I'm telling you this is a great story he said I'm putting it in the store to give it to people because I I couldn't get it when I was young. But watch this now because it gets sweeter. He said, well, how long will you do this for? He said, I'm going to start it by doing it for the whole year. He said, for the whole year, the closet will be a <laughs> You know, some people like to do that. They get the publicity in the press. They do it, you know, for a couple weeks. He said, this store, I will pack the grocery store for a whole year. God. And what I'm trying to tell you, Thanksgiving is going to be sweet because those, and I saw families on there who were saying, oh, I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful. Guess what? Credit goes to who? To the rapper because praise was going to God for what he has done. And I'm trying to tell you that this is how it works. Giving thanks works in three ways. It works this way. It works. Listen, the recipients are thankful, right? The recipients naturally say, oh, thank you, PC. Oh, thank you, rapper. Oh, thank you. But then they also say thank you to God. I'm telling you there's dimensions to thank you. So they turn around and they be like, thank you, God. Oh, thank you for making a way. Mama be praying at night. But wait a minute. The ministry is thankful. So notice the text says for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but it also overflows through many things. In other words, the ministry is giving thanks. So we're thankful that they were used to make those needs happen. So not only are the recipients at the closet thankful, but the rapper is thankful. He says, I'm just grateful that God has blessed me so that I can be a blessed. Oh, wait a minute. That's another dimension. So not only is the recipient thankful, but the sower is thankful but then the ministry the administration the organization is thankful the service the ministry of paul serves as a medium to get those who have needs of what they desire listen so who's the mediator in this example the middle school the School provides the closet, it provides the building. They get publicity, they're on TV. They're thankful that the rapper chose our school. Well, they chose this school because that's the school he went to. So, I'm telling you, Thanksgiving is often connected to things that you've been exposed to and experienced. And God remembers how you acted when you were in that situation. The ministry is thankful that they were used to make those needs happen. People who listen to this, this is beautiful. People who are thankful have seen others be blessed. In other words, thankful people, people who just be, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. People who are thankful are people who have seen other people be blessed. We're not thankful because God blessed us. We're thankful because God keeps meeting the needs of others. Haven't you seen others who are haters, not thankful when they see people being blessed? Oh, look at them. They got, they got a new car. Look at them They don't even got a job. Then Those are haters. But real people. Thankful people, thankful people can see others be blessed all around them. Why? Because they know they contributed to it in some way. <laughs> you're driving a new car because I've been sowing, because you've been sowing, because the body of Christ has been sowing. No man is of an island, but every man is part of the main. In other words, you're giving it. You're thinking, oh, it's just $25. It's part of the big pool. God throws your $25 in the pool of 25 trillion dollars he throws it in the big smith because the earth is wealthy and he says out of the needs of the of the people i will provide their needs from the wealth of the world does not joy doesn't the bible say the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. In other words, he says, I got even wicked people who got money will pay you. Even the Bible says in the gospel, let me tell you over here. Even the people in the gospel says that God will give, give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Watch this now. The text says, Shall men give into your bosom. He says, I will bless you through other people. If you give, it will be given given to you, press down. Check. Oh, you don't believe me. I'm telling you that when people start giving thanks, when people start entering to his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, being thankful unto him and blessing his na- name, that means needs about to be met in this house. Thankful people are happy when other peoples get blessed. It makes us thankful, not haters. Those around the recipients and the ministry give thanks as well. The Texas! Overflow, overflowing through many people giving thanks, not just the person who got the food, not just the person who got the shoes or the money. He says, "There's all kind of people giving thanks for this ministry." You don't even. There's people in Texas. There's some another brother. Brother emails me every now and then in Texas. He jumps online. He listens to a certain He said, "Thank you, PC." I'm telling you, it's people. People email. I get to look where people are listening in Beijing, uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro, in Japan. Man, in England. They listen to my music and they like it. They about bouncing their head. What am I saying? Listen, people are thankful. People will all over the world receive from your small gift. You think it's not connected, but it is. Because when you gave water to the man on the corner, he went and told his mama. And her mama told a friend. When the, when Jesus was with the woman at the well, he said, who is your husband? He said, I ain't got no husband. You said, right, you got five of them puppies. And he said, man, you living with angel husband but when she went home she told the men in her life she told the people in her life she told her family I'm telling you that's the way it works. When you give, somebody's going to share it with somebody else who's going to share it with somebody else. So you think your $10 don't matter? Your $10 does. You think your one hour of volunteer, oh, it's no big deal. I can't make a change. Yes, you can. You making a difference. It's only 30 minutes a week. It's only an hour a year. You make that seed, sow it in the ground because it's connected to something larger. And when the payout comes, guess what? Even the Bible. Oh, I'm in the all ball all in the Bible. The Bible says that the, the people, the workers got mad because when Jesus came back, he gave everybody the same pay. One worked for five hours and one was mad, he says, well, he won't been working 30 minutes. He said, the pay is the same. <laughs> he says, God shows you. Woo! He says that no matter where you are, it's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. If you do 30 minutes with the heart, it's more than somebody who's doing it out of responsibility. Oh, those around the recipients, friends, coworkers, family members. That's why Thanksgiving is supposed to be festive because there's been a whole lot of giving at this table and you don't even know it. You're connected to people who've been given all their life. Generosity produces Thanksgiving. Generosity is given through something. It goes through. It goes through to something. Giving is a service and ministries help to facilitate giving so that Thanksgiving reverberates across many platforms. When you give to this ministry, we're able to pay for airtime on KKLA. And you think that you're not making a difference. We reach 20,000 people every weekend because of the $5 you gave to help pay for the airtime on KKLA. I'm telling you, 20,000 people get to hear the gospel because you made a sacrifice. Ministries help to facilitate giving so that Thanksgiving reverberates across the world. Services usually can do more than a single individual. Listen, you could never reach 20,000 people on your own. So you give to us a ministry who can administer your gift. We sow it in the KKLA. KKLA sends it to 20,000 people. And I'm telling you, we're a part of a big process. Services can do more than individuals. That's why I preach the family business. Because there are businesses out there that can do more than an individual. People uh, uh, develop LLC and corporations because they understand that an entity can be recognized quicker than an individual. Those who give more are more thankful because of their knowing someone has received. The joy is not bragging about your ability to give. The joy comes from knowing that someone was blessed by your giving. Met needs result in thanksgiving to God. So this Thanksgiving, folks, when you gather around the table, Think of the needs that have been met, not just for you, but for other people. Can you rattle off a list of people you helped this year? Can you create a list right now of people you have given to? I like to do taxes because when you do your taxes, you can see where your money went taxes show you where you spend your money because you can also look at that on a budget if you go into your bank account if you have a bank and they have a financial portfolio you can look at the portfolio which will break up the budget on how you spend your money you can look at that budget i look at that budget and i see all this big pie chart the big part of pie chart i said that's joy section They go joy section big of uh, here to, all the stores all retail it says retail that section say retail, all oh joy and, and here come here come a little section of groceries you know the gas you know retail is the biggest never mind anyway well i'm telling you you can you need to look at where you spend your money and here's the beauty of it cousin kevin the beauty of it is this listen the beauty is god says god says God says, all I ask for is 10%. He says, 10% of the pie is all I want. If you could focus on giving 10% of your life, not just money, but 10% of your life being given away results in tremendous abundance, thanksgiving to God. And God says, that's what I love the most. When somebody wakes up in the morning and says, thank you, Lord, for meeting my needs. So, if you can't rattle off a list of people you've blessed, then you can't really have thanksgiving. So, here's my conclusion. Think about beginning a nonprofit or creating some help service that allows you to administrate or to be a medium or a go-between of what God has placed in your life. I'm trying to get you to see the seriousness of being a franchisee in the family business. That If you create an LLC, if you create a nonprofit, if you start doing hair, you could say one day out of the week, I'll do somebody's hair. I'll do one person's hair for free a week. One person's hair for free. God says out of those hundred, okay, let's say you got 10 clients, 10% would be one. If you take one of those clients and give them hair done, a hairstyle for free, God says, based on that giving, I'll multiply your seed. I'll give you favor with the clients, the other nine clients you have, and I'll probably add another 10 clients to your business because you are practicing the simplicity of liberality. Are you tracking with me? So you will in effect create a road of thanksgiving. So when you do that person's hair for free, when you open that business, when you start giving food away, or you go volunteer at the food bank or the LA mission or union rescue mission, when you do something, you create a road of thanksgiving. See your business as an entrepreneur, not as a way to make money, but as a means to create a road to thanksgiving. Because contrary to the earthly logic that says the giver will have less, the world says if you give, you'll have less in God's kingdom though, It is the giver who has more. Give and it shall be given. The text says it is more blessed, right? More blessed giving to give than it is to receive. So ultimately, you guys, more giving means more receiving. The gift has to go somewhere. When God gives you a gift, you have to give it away. Verse 15 in 2nd Corinthians 9, the final verse says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift, and that gift was Jesus. Jesus was given to us to be givers of him to others. This is the example that the gift that came to us is to be given to others. Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. When you show people the way, you show them Jesus. When you show people the truth, you show them Jesus. And when you show people what real life is, you show people Jesus. God is love, and you do all of that in a loving capacity. And in our giving Christ away, in our giving Christ away, there will be an abundant thanksgiving in the world that all over the world, thanksgiving will be rising up and you don't even know it, you're asleep at midnight, but somebody is praising God because you gave them hope and an opportunity to change. Jesus is our seed and Jesus is our bread to eat. Jesus is what we sow, And he is what we eat right now. He alone meets all of our needs so we can be single-minded and focused on liberality. Let us give thanks this thanksgiving. Let us give thanks this thanksgiving. And know that our thanks is because our God has first given unto us. I'm PC, and that's all I've got.